people can grab a seat. We're going to get started here in just 30 seconds. All right, everybody. Well, we are going to kick off this morning. I'm not sure if you were around last week or not, but last week we were excited to launch our Resonate groups. And so we've got a video that we showed last week uh, for our Resonate groups to launch. So we're going to show again this morning. It's an impactful story of what groups does and why they exist and why they are so important at Resonate Church. And so let's kick it to the video. Thanks, Joel. Hey Resonate Church, I'm Dave and this is my wife Joby. We're here to share a story regarding a recent trial uh, in our lives that put us in a period of stress and anxiety. Yeah, so last April, I was rushed to the hospital um, because I was having symptoms of a heart attack. I was having pain in the chest, I have palpitations. The first doctor who checked her told us that uh, she's having a heart attack. And then the next morning, another doctor told us that she's having a heart attack. At first, I did not believe. Sometimes we have this feeling. They're telling you something, but you do not believe it. I'm having that kind of feeling. One Sunday morning after the service, we met with Jinhee, and she discussed with us and talked with us about the Resonate group that she's hosting. So we were glad to know that her place is actually five minutes um, away from our house. Uh, we found ourselves uh, uh, quickly at ease with the rest of the members. So we uh, were able to be able to get comfortable with the, uh, uh, the rest of the, the members. Uh, we want to thank the Lord for leading us to the Resonate group. We prayed to the Lord to connect us with the right Resonate group to join in. This is actually a preparation for something big in our lives. Like, we didn't know that I will have a medical condition. By joining this Resonate group, it helped us to face go through these trials. Like, and face the challenges. Yes, because they, we instantly have new friends. They prayed for us. They made meals for us when I was in the hospital. Vanessa made the meal for my kids. And was Vanessa, it was so good. They finished it right away. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you, thank you. You are such a blessing to us. He positioned everything in plan. It's like, we, can, we cannot question why this thing happened to me. But what we can say is, we trusted the Lord and He gave everything we need during this time. As, as we reflect over the events in the past few months, we found that God really works uh, through trials. Uh, we thank our resident group, we thank our church for all those people who prayed for us. And we really want us to bring all the glory back to God. What a great story for Dan and Jovi. And that's why for us, Resonate Groups are that important. One of our core values here 
at Resonate Churches do life together. And that's how we do life together, is in small groups throughout the week that people can walk through the good times and the tough times alongside us. We don't just have some brief exchange in the lobby. Hey, how was your week? Oh, good. We actually know what's happening in each other's lives. And so that's exciting. If you've been around church the last couple weeks, you've probably heard us talking about a significant date for us on the calendar, uh, which is October the 15th. And that's only three weeks away now. And if you're wondering why October the 15th, we're calling it our All In Sunday. On that day, we're going to be launching a brand new message series called, um, Joel, what's it called? You Asked For It. <laughs> you Asked For It. Well, we're going to be tackling, Pastor Shane's going to be tackling some of the biggest questions that we all have in our lives. So whether you're a Christian, an atheist, a Buddhist, we all are challenged with these same questions of life and morality. And so why this morning is so significant is that we are hoping to pack this place to the rafters. And so what we need you to do for that week is we're hoping that every single person who calls Resonate Church their home, that they will invite three people out that morning. What's great is that the, co the content that Shane's going to be talking about, like I mentioned, is for all of us. These are all questions that we all have. And so why we're talking about it so early, like why three weeks out, why four, why five weeks out, is that inviting somebody to church is tough. If you've ever done it, it's not easy to do. And so we want to prepare you to build relationships and to be actively seeking to go grab coffee with that person. We want to be thinking, not just thinking about three people, but actually make a plan to go and meet up with them and build into their lives so that come time for invitation for the 15th. We're just excited for what God's going to do in this place on October the 15th. We've also got step three of our Next Steps class that's actually launching right after the service today. If you're unfamiliar with Next Steps, it's a four-part process that we offer every single week here at Resonate Church. And today in step three, we're talking about leadership development. Some of the barriers that can come and confront us when we're taking those next steps into our leadership. And so we believe as a church that each one of you has got leadership built into you. God wired it into you. And so our Next Steps class, we do is we try and pull that out of you. And we're excited this morning to be talking about some tangible ways of increasing character and taking next steps in the leadership journey that God has for you. So after the church service today, back at our kids' check-in area, you'll see the signs there. Our connection team's waiting there for you. Uh, there's food, there's childcare, there's really no excuse. If you're new to Resonate or even joining us for the long time, you want to get connected into what we're doing here, please come join us in Next Steps after the service today. Well, we are in week 16 of our Galatians series called Imagine the Freedom. It's been so amazing. I'm excited for what God is going to do through this message today to you, and I would pray that we would all open our hearts to hear what God has to say to us individually today as Pastor Shane comes. How's everybody feeling this morning? Let me hear where you're at. I'm going to need your help this morning. Where are you at? How's everyone doing? <laughs> I'm so glad to see you, man. It's so good to be together in church in uh, September together. And we're in week number 16 of this message series, as Troy mentioned. If you can believe it, we've only got two weeks left to go. We're in the last chapter. We're in the home stretch. We should even give up saying we're in week number 16. We're just like, listen, we're in, let's just start counting by months. We're in month number four of our message series on the book of Galatians, and I'm excited to dive into God's Word. Before we do, I just I want to 
reiterate what Troy just said about October the 15th. And really, uh, this, as Troy said, this is a week that is specifically designed for you to invite someone who's far from God. And you need to know what it feels like if you, if, what, if, to have someone next to you that's far from God hear the gospel. It is, trust me, it will change your Christian experience. It will take it to a whole other level. You will understand far more what, like, why we do church the way we do church and why people far from God so matter to us so much. And so I'm encouraging you, come on, dive in. I actually have in my, in my phone just like reminders of people that I'm just, I'm just connecting with and that I believe God's put on my heart uh, to invite them to that service. And, and here's what I'm speaking on that morning. That service, as Troy mentioned, we're doing, we're, what's the series called? No, it's called You Asked For It. Um, and that, was the, that wasn't Troy messing up. That was him just asking you, what's it called? You Asked For It, right? That was his design. That was by design. <laughs> Here's what I'm talking about that on October 15th. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be speaking on the topic, how do I forgive? And as soon as I say that, you know, some of you, you're just like, man, I know who I need to be here that day in church with me. And so come on, it's going to be wild. It's going to be amazing. We're believing, uh, full on believing. Like I'm not sort of like hopeful for this. I'm full on believing that we can have 100 people, unchurched people in the room on one single day. Come on, you with me for that? Four people are. Come on, you with me for that? Do I have someone else? Yeah, over here, over here. Just, you're with me. <laughs> Let's dive into God's word this morning. Galatians chapter 6. And, bef- and as we do that, I want, this is a good spot to mention. You might be here and you, you're not sure. Like you might believe in God or you're new to church. Um, but you're, just, you're not even sure what you think about the whole Bible thing. Like do I believe everything that's in the Bible? I believe in God. Where am I at with this? And I just want to say if that's where you're at, um, welcome here. And we're Bible people. We believe the Bible. We believe it's God's word. We preach it. We go strong with it. Um, but if you, if you do have questions, if you do have doubts, welcome to a place that's safe for you because the Bible, in the Bible, it's people that have questions and people that have doubts that Jesus is constantly moving towards. They're the ones that attract his attention. What that means is that God is moving towards you today. And so if you'll open your heart just a crack, I believe God's going to come and he is gonna, he's going to meet with you Uh, today in this place. And so let's go into God's word today. Galatians 6, uh, beginning in verse number 6. The Bible says this, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows that, he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Can we pray together? God, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that it is going to change our lives today. God, thank you that your spirit is in this place and leading us closer to Jesus. God, I pray over these next several minutes as I would share. God, people wouldn't just hear my word. I would hear your voice speaking, drawing. My heart's open to you today, God. Speak to me, Lord. Ready to dive in closer to where you are. And I just pray this all in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever uh, wondered what you might be doing as a career if you'd been born like a thousand years ago? You ever wondered that? Is it just me? Am I the only one with too much time on my hands? <laughs> I wonder about these things. We've got some people in our church. We've got software designers. We've got um, 
video game developers. We've got IT systems people. I, I see some of you here. And you ever wonder, like, what would you do with your skill set if all of a sudden, you know, that DeLorean, that Back to the Future, come on, some of you are, some of you are like 80 chi children, you know. If that thing pulls up and, and all of a sudden you get flown back in time, like a thousand years from back from now, like, what would you be doing? What would that job interview look like for you when you present your skills? You know, like, for example, like baristas. And I'm not, I'm not going to, like, rail on the baristas because, trust me, your skill set is, the, like, one of the most important skill sets in my day. So <laughs> this is not to attack your skill set, but to say, like, what would your job interview look like if you got flown back to the Middle Ages? And they're like, well, what do you do? And, you know, what would you even say? Like, would you, would you go there? Would you be like, you know... I can make you a real nice heart with some steamed milk. And they're like, what are you, what, what does that even mean? How, like, what, what, what use are you? I think, like, if I got flown back to the dark ages, middle ages, whatever it is, you know, if I got taken, some of you are like, is he time travel in church? Are we going there? Yeah. If I got, if I got sent back, it would not go well for me with my skill set. Trust me. If I was in that job interview and they're like, what can you do? I don't, like, what would I even say? I'm like, you know, I can, I, I'm, I'm not bad at communicating with millennials. I'm pretty good at that. Like, if you've got someone that's just not leaving their mom and dad's house, I can be a life coach for you. I can just, what do you need? I'm your man. Here's why I shared that story. It, it really, that we have in 2017 a modern day, and probably every era has had this, we have a modern day cultural snobbery. We think that every generation that came before us is not as good as we are today. We think that we have everything figured out because we are, we know more than any other generation that's ever been on the planet. You know, if I gave you the option of reading a book that was written by someone in 1770 or reading a book that was written by someone in 2017, you're probably, unless you're really into the classics, you're probably going to choose the 2017 version, right? Like, especially if it's to do with medicine, right? Like, hopefully, take the new one. So we've got this modern-day cultural snobbery. We kind of look back at, like, you know, we're the best because we've got more figured out than anyone's ever figured out. But when we come to Galatians at chapter 6, something stands out to me. And it's that for all of our advancements, we've never improved upon the concept of sowing and reaping. All time. It still stands as like one of the best things that God ever came up with. And it is still better than, than like everything we have today. The idea that you could take something as small as a seed and you can put it in the ground and one day you could have a forest. Right? There's not much better than that. And in Galatians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul comes along, and he's talking about sowing and reaping this idea. You know, you take a seed, you put it in the ground. But he applies it to something far bigger than we would normally apply it. He doesn't just apply it to the physical. He applies it to our spiritual lives. So Paul says in verse 8, hey, if you sow to the Spirit, what are you going to reap? You're going to reap eternal life. How great is that? Talk about sowing something small and getting something incredibly massive. And so Paul is talking here about sowing uh, something small and getting something far more than that. And what's amazing to me is that Paul is finishing, we're in week 16 of Galatians. He's finishing the book of Galatians talking about sowing and reaping. It is the most unexpected way for Paul to close this book. Because consider, now for 16 weeks we've been talking really around one central idea. That salvation is not what you do, it's what God's done. And Paul's been saying this over and over and over again. You remember uh, in chapter 2, he said to us, a person is not justified by works of the law. In other words, you don't get to God by your own doing. 
but through faith in Christ Jesus. This is the purpose of the letter. Paul's been saying again and again and again, you're not saved by what you do, you're saved by what God has done. And Paul started these churches with that message. That God, when you were stuck in sin, was reaching towards you. He reached out to you. And God loved you so much when you were far from him that he was willing to send his son. And the cost of our sin, the cost of us putting ourselves first in our lives and, and not following after the God who made us was so great that it literally, we, we were deserving of the wrath of God. But rather than God executing his wrath against creation, God chose to step in and pay the penalty of sin in himself for us by sending his only son. And Paul's been saying this again and again and again. The reason is that along the way, after he had started these Galatian churches with that message, along came a group of false teachers. And they began to say to these Galatians, you need to be circumcised to be saved. You need to follow all of the Old Testament law if you want to be saved. And Paul, Paul gets frustrated emphatically, and he writes time and time again, no, that's not how you're saved. God saved you by what he did, and he did it once and for all. Because to imagine that we get to God through something that we do is to undermine the finality of what God did to get to us. So Paul, chapter after chapter, verse after verse, has been hitting on this same topic again and again and again. And now he gets to the end. Chapter 6. Halfway through chapter 6, I think Paul is going to drive it home. Carry us home one more time. Tell us it's all about grace, Paul. Tell us it's all about faith, Paul. Just drive me home on the grace train, Paul. And that's not what he does. He shows up and he says, you know what? You're going to reap what you sow. Paul. That's not what I'm expecting at this point. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, you know, you go to the park with your kids. And, and, and uh, we're just trying to teach Abby to bike right now. But I'll watch parents and they're teaching their kids to bike. And they got little Susie on the bike, and they're like, come on, little Susie, you go, girl, you go, you pedal, you pedal, Susie, go, girl. And then Susie starts to pedal, and the parent can't keep up anymore. Susie's going too fast, and then the parent's like, stop, Susie, slow down, Susie, you're going too far. And is that what Paul's doing here? Has Paul gone for five chapters saying it's about grace, and then is he saying, hey, slow down, you've gone too far, don't get too carried away with this message. Is that what Paul's doing? Is this about faith because he's worried you're going to take grace too far? No. Paul is not finishing with you reap what you sow to invalidate that salvation is by grace through faith. And so the question that we need to answer this morning is, is this. Is salvation by grace or will you reap what you sow? And the answer, the answer <laughs> is yes and yes. Salvation is by grace alone, and if you sow generosity, you're going to reap more than enough. Flip it around. If you sow selfishness, you're going to reap isolation. If you sow, if you sow dishonesty, you're going to reap broken relationships. If you sow envy, you're going to reap discontent. Salvation is by grace alone through faith, and you're going to reap what you sow. It's not what I'm expecting at this point, Paul. Drive me home on the grace train. No, 
He shows up and he says, you're going to reap what you sow. Now, Paul talks over these few verses we've read together today about three different types of sowing and reaping. And you might not have noticed as we read them through that Paul was talking about three different things, but he did. He hit on three different areas. First of all, he talked about sowing financially. And then he talks about sowing to the spirit. And finally, he talks about sowing and doing good. So Paul starts off, verse number six, he's talking about sowing financially. Let's read it one more time. He says, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Now, this idea of voluntary giving of finances was actually revolutionary in this day and age because the Jews at this point, they were being taxed for the care of the priests and even uh, Gentile religions. There was a, an expectation uh, of giving of fees or at least of making vows for what you would give. And so this idea is actually revolutionary. And even though the Bible, the Bible certainly does talk about the tithe and giving 10% as kind of like a baseline for returning to God of what he's given to us. Yes, the Bible talks about that, but it's always been voluntary. It's always been from the heart. So Paul t starts here, and he, he talks about the finances. And what he's doing is he's saying to the Galatian churches, do, do a little heart check. What have you received from God? Don't just be a spiritual consumer. Don't just reap the benefits without responding. And I'm talking to the Christians right now. Christian, if you're, if you're new to church, you know, this is... This is, you, you hear this, but I'm specifically speaking this to Christians. If, you're, if you have met God, and he's changed your life, and you're saved by grace through faith, and you wake up every morning with a God who loves you and wants to spend time with you and fill your life with his spirit, if you know that God, and you've met that God, and yet you haven't turned around and begun to sow into God's house so that other people can discover Jesus, I believe that that's sin. And I love you enough to tell it that straightly. Because it's an area of your life that is not surrendered to God. It's not following his leading. Now, everyone's just like, it's quiet up in here. So it's like, where's the amen? Come on, no, it's just... Now, I also believe that if you find giving difficult, <laughs> that what you need is not someone telling you to give. In fact, what you need is, is to see Jesus. Is to see that Jesus gave up vast riches to become poor for you. You don't need me to tell you to give. You need to, to see Jesus. This is, all, this is the message we speak here every week. Like we said last week, it's the one play in our playbook. We look at Jesus, and we want to be like him. So you need to see Jesus. You need to see that he gave up all the riches of heaven and became poor. As, as the most famous verse in all the Bible says, what did God do? That God gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believe in him might be saved. And so Paul starts, he's talking about sowing and reaping, again, at the end of this grace-filled book, and, and he's like, number one, just you need, you need to give of your finances, sowing and reaping. Number two, Paul says, sowing to the Spirit. Sowing to the Spirit. And we're not going to talk about this one. <laughs> he talks about sowing to the flesh, sowing to the Spirit. This is like the last three weeks we've been doing this. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, not, not walking by the flesh. And so if you kind of want to break down of really what he's talking about there, just go back to the last three weeks. 
but I want to close uh, off these three topics of sowing and reaping with, with number three, and Paul talks about sowing and doing good. Sowing and doing good. Let's pick up in verse number nine and see what Paul says. He says, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And then he adds this little four, uh, four word phrase in, chap- uh, in verse number 10 that is so important. He says, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. As we have opportunity. And I'm so glad for those four words. Because it means that you're not the answer to every need. As we have opportunity. <laughs> now, sowing and doing good. This is about like the most generic thing. Paul, what do you mean? Like why, why so broad? Sowing and doing good. It's just like this blanket statement. First of all, it means that we need to be led by the spirit of God. So Paul, he can throw out the blanket statement because, you know, what he's calling us to do is to listen to the, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, again, do good to everyone. But as we have opportunity, and that as we have opportunity, it's so helpful because there are more needs in the world than you can meet. There are, there's, far, there's far more brokenness in the world than you can deal with on your own. As we have opportunity, what does it mean? It means that you're not the answer to every need. But you are the answer to someone's need. You. You are not the answer to everyone's need. But everyone in this place, you are the answer to someone's need. See, on your own, you can't, you can't meet all the needs. You can't stop slavery. You can't do it all. You can't, you can't do everything of stopping slavery, feeding hungry, teaching the young, uh, uh, you know, just, just rescuing the marginalized, seeing people far from God behind Jesus. You can't do all those things on your own, but you can be a part of a church that does all those things. As you have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. So Paul's exhorting these Christians, everything you have is by grace, and you will reap what you sow. of us when we hear about sowing and reaping it's like it seems like such a burden it's like a heavy oh I don't want to why the why did I get up early for this message at church you know this this one this one was a heavy one the pastor said that I wasn't giving it was sin man why did I get out of bed for this I could I could watch some football I uh, this one's a burden this was a this was a heavy Sowing and reaping was never given as a threat. It was given as a promise. (laughs) Poor people got excited about that promise. Glory to God. All right. We're going to build a church with those four right there. Come on. It's going to be glorious. (laughs) Sowing and reaping is not a threat. It's a promise. Yes, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you seed. God has given to everyone something in your hand that is seed. And he didn't give it to you so that it would stay a seed. He gave you a gift on your life. Everyone in this room, you've got a gift on your life. And he didn't just give it to you so that you would have a gift. He gave you a gift so you could put it in the ground and see a harvest. Everyone, 
Time, time's another one where we're like, ah, like, ah, how do you want me to sow my time? And don't you even know how busy I am? I don't even have enough time, and time, time is so hard. Pastor, why do you stand up and tell me to do more? It's like every week I come here, and I got to do more. Where's my time? I got no time. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's that you have all eternity. You're going to get to heaven, and you're going to be like, what was I so stressed out about? Time is seed that's in your hand that God gave you to sow. You're like, I need more time. Sow and see if you won't reap a harvest in your life. It's like any kind of seed in your life. Are you sowing into the right things? What is in the ground of your life? Sowing and reaping is definitely a warning and a promise, depending on what you're putting into the ground. We don't serve a stingy God. Sowing and reaping is going to mean you're going to be, you're going to invest your time, you're going to invest your finances, you're going to invest your heart, you're going to open yourself up to people. Which is a scary thing. But it's so amazing. And here's why we do it. Because in the kingdom of God, the value of your harvest is exponentially greater than the cost of your seed. Hmm. Hmm. I will say it again. <laughs> and I'm expecting a few more amens on this one because you know that in the kingdom of God, the value of your harvest is always going to be greater than the cost of your seed. So in this moment, through the Holy Spirit to speak into hearts. And so would you consider, is there an area of your life where you're holding on to seed where God's called you to reap a harvest? I don't, I don't know the answer to that question for you. I don't know what you're going through. But I know every one of us is holding on to seed that could be harvested. It could be someone else's harvest. You're sitting here today because someone gave up their seed. And you might not even know who they were. Every one of us is here because someone took seed and did something with it. <laughs> and so is there an area of your life where you're holding on to seed God has called you to reap a harvest. I don't know what, what it is God's calling you to sow, but I do know this. Everyone's got seed, and so I believe the call from God for every person in this room today is, will, will you sow? Will you sow? For some of you, you've been sowing a long time in the kingdom of God, and now you're just, you are in a place of harvest. Man, you just, you've seen God do incredible things in your life, and you're like, wow, I'm in a place of harvest, but others of you, you've been sowing for just a little bit of time, like I've been sowing good decisions for six months, and I haven't seen things turn around, and I'm still just seem to be reaping just like, just a whole bunch of bad stuff, negative stuff, don't give up on your seed, 
sowing and it's going to cost you something. Harvesting takes time and it will take work. But the value of your harvest is going to be greater than the cost of your seed. Resonate Church today is a church of 250 people, let's say. The potential of Resonate Church is not my preaching. The potential of Resonate Church is not our worship band. The potential of Resonate Church is not our kids' ministry. The potential of Resonate Church is the seed that's in your hand. <laughs> you don't serve a stingy God. He's not issuing you a threat today. He is opening up heaven's promise. What's in the ground of your life? Heavenly Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for every gift of seed that we have. God, as Troy said today already, there are people in the room and they are going through incredible difficulty and I don't want to diminish or marginalize the issues of their lives, whether they're in finances or in uh, stress or in other areas. But God, I pray that for every one of us, you would cause us to see the seed that is sitting in our hands and to understand that there is harvest potential in that seed. So God, would you speak to hearts all over this room, God, in all the areas that we talked about, whether it's finances, whether it's sowing to the spirit and not to our flesh, whether it's sowing in doing good. God, would you speak to our hearts about the seed that is sitting in our hands today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to keep your eyes closed, heads bowed for a moment. And today we didn't really preach a message for, you know, a salvation message, but we still make opportunity every single week here for you to make a decision to follow Jesus. I just never want someone to leave this place far from God when you could have left knowing that God rescued you and redeemed you by an act of your faith in Christ Jesus. So before we dismiss the service, I wanna ask you, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, today I wanna become a Christian. I know I am far from God. I, I am reaping spiritual brokenness. And today I know that I need what you talked about when you said it's not about what I do, but what God has done for me that's you in this place you say yeah today I want to make a decision to put my faith in the God who will save me rescue me forgive me make me free and give me eternal life by a radical gift of grace through faith if that's you today you say yes today I want to make that decision to follow Jesus I'm not talking to you if you're a Christian that you've got some sin a little bit of sin in your life and I challenge you that God's got something for you to step out of that but today I'm talking to someone who's far from God and today you need to step into relationship with Jesus Christ if that's you in this place I'm going to ask you to do something it's a little bit bold I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a moment when I count to three I'm just going to pray for you we won't center you out or embarrass you but I want you to have a moment where you say yeah that today was my day of decision so if that's you in this place you say pastor would you pray for me before the service is over it's my decision today to follow Jesus would you raise your hand on the count of three and have that moment of decision one two three would you shoot your hand up just hold it up for a moment so I can see it no one else looking around today is your day and this is your moment to surrender your life to Jesus Christ such a sweetness of the presence of God in the room this 
God's moving. God's stirring hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Well, whether you raised your hand or you did and you want to pray that prayer today, would you pray this in church family? Would you help me out? Say this with me. Say, dear Jesus, my life is believe you died and rose again so I could be forgiven and free and help me to follow you all my life in Jesus name amen come on church can we put our hands together for those that made that decision today all right guys we're gonna get out of here in just a moment if you would all grab the connection card that's beside you the seat. If you made that decision today to follow Jesus, you said that prayer, we would love to know about it. Um, you grab that connect card and mark down where it says, my decision today. Uh, we just want to send you a quick email with your next steps in your journey with Jesus. Uh, we can't do that unless we know about it. So if you'd fill that card out, drop it in the giving card box on your way out this morning, that'd be amazing. There's also a section, like I mentioned, at the bottom for prayer requests. So fill that out this morning for any prayer requests or any praise reports you have. We want to celebrate with you on that. Speaking of celebrate, this last weekend was crazy. I know we talked a little bit about ARC church launches, and ARC is the Association of Related Churches. If you're unfamiliar, it's a church planning organization that actually helped plant us here in Coquitlam. And last Sunday was the largest ARC launch ever. They launched 36 new churches in the U.S. and two new churches in Canada. Hold your applause, because there's some applause-worthy stuff coming. So Slate Church... Uh, sorry, Nova Church in Nova Scotia launched last Sunday, September 17th, with 372 people and 13 salvations that happened last week. Okay, okay, give it up. And then Slate Church was the second Canadian launch uh, that happened in Waterloo, Ontario. They launched with, get this, 606 people and had 48 decisions for Jesus last Sunday. Which is incredible. And why does this matter to you? Why does this matter to us? Number one is because we believe that the local church is the most powerful way for the gospel of Jesus to reach our culture. And why is that important to you this morning? It's because it's because of your generosity. That's why these churches are getting planted. And we invest every single month a percentage of what comes to resonate into our churches so we can launch more life-giving churches throughout Canada. So it's an exciting morning for us. It doesn't stop there, actually. Discovery Church in Edmonton, Alberta launches this morning. In fact, they just would have finished up their service right now in Edmonton. So we're excited for the stories that are going to come out of this morning, out of Edmonton, Alberta, as this church launched with ARC. If you came prepared to give to God this morning, worship God with your giving. There's three ways behind me on the screen that you can give. If you came prepared to give in this service, there's also an envelope in the seat beside you there. Church, a couple quick announcements before we get out of here today. Uh, as we've got Next Steps, it's starting up right now. So if you want to join us for some leadership development, join us at the back where the kids' area is. Also, if you want to receive prayer today, our prayer team is ready right now in our Connections area. Don't leave here today without getting prayed for. Church, let's all stand together this morning.
We're gonna worship God as we get out of here and celebrate for what he's doing in this church and in our country. God, thank you so much for what you're doing here in Resident. God, thank you for Slate Church and Nova Church and Discovery Church. God, thank you so much for these pastors and these leaders who are taking a step out in faith, God, to pursue your kingdom in their cities. God, we love you, Jesus. Go with us this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on, church.
Cannot contain 